Hey guys, this is Jesus, and I want to the following Patreon listeners. Brittany Wilson, Duck Moo, Matt Lowry, Jared Rashler, Mike Shalom, Kevin Lovecraft, Michael Denos, John H. Perry, Matthias Pills, and Matt Hill. Thanks for helping us take down some Viking berserkers. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of The Howling North. We are a fandable actual play podcast set in the savage world of Hellfrost, a realm of ice and snow where once shining kingdoms lay buried beneath the infernal cold. In this land of endless winter, three sparks burn against the frozen tempest. Our heroes, the God-Bloated, if this is your first time joining us, we welcome you. And if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Now we return to our tale and to the Howling North. David, Critical failure. David, you're not alone. No! Wait, what? I got a double one. I almost double? got a double one. I got a one and a two. What is going on? <laughs> Guys, I just want to say, don't fuck with the ire. <laughs> what are you doing? I am going to show you what I have seen. Are you ready? Yes. Can't yes. be worse than the last vision I had. One, two, three. Hellfrost! Better? That's the opening we're going for. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, if we remember... Where heroes were last time. Oh, we Scald. Well, um, you weren't going to do that? Dum 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 dum. Last time. We were walking. I honestly just thought that you didn't remember and were trying to barbershop quartet distract as like a distraction tactic. And then I just knock over a candle and jump out the window. Yeah, it's the equivalent of your ninja smoke bomb. Barbershop Quartet. Okay, um, so last time, the three God-Blooded had been sent on or basically a reconnaissance mission by your new friend Cuthbert, the Ogre Warden, and you had discovered a vast cavern containing a the largest concentration of Urknos Berserkers that you've seen, which is saying a fair amount given the way the last couple of days have gone for you folks. Um, God, yeah, we're just lousy with them. Yeah, they're just everywhere. And in addition to the, I don't, didn't we already determine like what a pack of berserkers is called? Like a blank of, you know, murder of crows, a, uh, yeah, a fury I, of berserkers. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a rage of berserkers. A rage uh, of berserkers. Yeah. yeah. If someone, if we haven't already figured that out, we need to come up with one. Yeah. Put it in the comments. Yeah. So um, after seeing from your position of cover, since the three of you were hiding behind a large ice formation uh, in the subterranean tunnels that you've descended deeper and deeper into you were able to spy not only the rage of berserkers, but also recognized high up on the treacherous ancient wooden walkway that was built to navigate the uh, this, this, this vast icy cavern that you see before you. Really ice-covered ruins. You also saw a beardless cow who one of you, I don't remember who, recognized recognized as the second son of Jarl Ranog, who is the chieftain of House Urknos. 
So what Beardless Cal is doing here in the forge is a great question. Uh, right. So okay. uh, the person that we see is Beardless Beardless Cal. Cal. He's one K A L, uh, I believe. But he'd be lacking he a beard. He is not on there. Yarl, oh yeah. Oh y'all. Yarl yeah, yeah. ran our sons Eric and Cal. Okay, yeah, so there's two. There's Eric and Cal. Yeah, he has a brother. Okay, cool. And his father is the aging chieftain of the Urknos clan. Mm-hmm. And much less so with the sons, but as as three sons of House Skyr, who grew up both in the case of uh, Grimstad and Prim actually fighting the Urknos, mm-hmm. Jarl Ranog was public enemy number one. You know, chieftain of the opposing forces. So... Mm-hmm. Um, his sons also took part in the war, but weren't hated in the same way. All right. You also, due to a keen-eyed notice role that, if memory serves correctly, was Prim's despite your wounds and fatigue. Jesus Christ. Um, Just wipe the blood out of his eyes for one second. <laughs> was that uh, Beardless Cal was engaged in discussion up on the higher walkway with uh, a woman that you couldn't make out. And you could only hear his side of the conversation. And he was loudly proclaiming his intention to camp here in this vast, treacherous cavern until his forces were able to connect with that of Morgara's. So Mor- and Morgara, again, pointing to the NPC sheet, which we could put on the website for, for listeners at home who might be confused. With all Morgara the names. Stormdancer. Stormdancer, who is the sister of Four Claws. Oh, shit. Fuck all. The one that I insulted? Yeah. Okay. And, the, and the remaining, the only now living god-blooded of House Orphanage. The one that Astrid specifically said, because I was being shitty, and also just out of game, listeners, yeah, it was, I was not on my A-game with insults, so I was like, oh, they should have sent your sister. It's not, that's not the politics of Fandible. But, <laughs> um, but then uh, Tex was on top of it and said, like, be glad they didn't. And it's like... Oh, no. And then I checked the fucking list, and I was like, oh, my God, she is an NPC. You, you, you think fucked. she's going to be angry about the bear cloak? That might be an issue down the road? <laughs> I don't know. Are you wearing her, her brother's skin? No, yeah. no, no. Technically not his skin. It's a, it's the, it might, as well, it's like, might as well be. It might as well be. His name a, was Four Claws. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like, it's kind of like her brother was the leader of a, of a uh, motorcycle gang, mm-hmm. and you're rolling up in his jacket. Yeah. Oof. yeah. Okay, that's a good point. I, yeah. I would like to point out to Morgana that I had very little to do with her brother's death. Uh, <laughs> very also, little. You're not Despite feel- all the boasting of <laughs> Also, you're not really feeling it between you and Astrid, and yeah. uh, <laughs> you've got an open schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's something we can work out here. Yeah, we don't have yeah. to fight. Yep. So, again, you're fa- facing this yawning cavern lit by the flare of torches. And within that, in those shifting shadows and the kind of eerie, unearthly blue glow of the heavy, heavy ice that sits over this ruined open space before you, um, you hear the murmurs, often disgruntled sounding, of the collection of berserkers that are there. You can hear, you know, it's very quiet in the subterranean ice cave, and the sound travels. Uh, you're And you're very aware even of your own breathing, right? Not wanting to be detected by this considerably larger force, particularly given your wounded condition and the fact that you no longer have Cuthbert mm-hmm. at your back. But you can hear, you know, the shifting of weapons and gear in their oiled harnesses and belts, and the steady drip-dripping and hissing of pine resin melting off the torches that the berserkers are carrying and spattering. I am going to need another notice roll as the three of you. And if you want, you can actually... Uh, well, don't worry. It doesn't matter right now. Um, 
just an just notice roll. Mm-hmm. But the minus three, so that's a three. Yeah, so the regular. Ooh, that explodes, but the other dice does not explode. Wait, what does everybody have activated, too? I, wrote I have Smite currently activated. Aim, Smite, yeah. and Fortune Favored. Yep. I got a seven. Seven, wow. Yep, not bad, Grimstead. I exploded, yep. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I got a three. Mm-hmm. So, what's happening? I got a six, what's but happened? technically, but. So, nobody but Grimstad sees this. Yep. All of you hear the conversation between Cal and the woman die down. And then you, the woman emerges, and Beldrin and uh, Rim, um, again, you, you continue to see a sort of shadowy figure, but can't quite make out the details between mm. the dozens of different, you know, dozens of torches, and the, <laughs> I guess Rim in your face with the blood probably <laughs> oozing from yeah. your forehead into your eyes steadily mm. yep. uh, from your wounds. You can't make her out. Uh, however, you do, Grimstad. You see from the ceremonial cloth wrapped around her eyes and her white robes. She's an ire. What? Uh, the two of you might be skeptical given that Grimstad is also utterly convinced that Urknoth is here to destroy Halden's land yeah. via never-ending winter. But yep. she's speaking. He's speaking with an ire. I can clearly see it. That uh, seems unlikely. Oh my god, I understand now. One of the ire has become traitor, corrupted by an unknown force. And wants to bring cold upon our land with the Arknas. Or she's an imposter because, though wildly heretical, it would be easy to simply dress like an ire. They command such presence, no one would question it. That is something the Arknas would also do. And But keep the first one in mind just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and a reminder, probably all three of you are... Whispering, that yes, yeah, you're course. not, you're not too far away. I, I put right. down my megaphone. There is yeah. no way that we can whisper with this hissing. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, yeah, yeah, I know. And then as she emerges into uh, the greater ra- radius of the flickering, spitting torches, um, all three of you do indeed see a woman dressed in the robes of one of the ire, the sacred sisters. Um, and uh, you also notice that despite being blindfolded ceremonially, as they as, as all five of the sisters are, she seems to move with a, a reasonable amount of grace as she slips past Cal. And again, you haven't heard anything that she, you haven't heard her end of the conversation at all yet. And she is assisted through uh, via a rope by several of the berserkers down from the platform, clasps her hands together under her robes and gracefully makes her way toward the very tunnel in which the three of you are hiding, um, and the berserkers sort of respectfully part to let her pass. Question. The way she moves, is that similar to the way she moved when I was a child? We were children, we saw how they moved, because they knew different from regular people. We kind of suggested that in our stories. Yeah, it would give me a smart roll. Oh, boy. That's yeah. a, this worked great last time. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's do this. This is going to work out. This is, guys, guys, guys. Uh, nope. Okay. No way for you to remember. There's a lot about that day. Uh, and for listeners who haven't heard that episode yet, they should definitely go back and hear the amazing stories that everybody wrote about their yep. selection as God-blooded. Yep. Um, of the many haunting, incredible things that happened to you, each of you on that day, uh, the, the particularities of the gate of the Sacred Sisters... You don't, you don't remember anything en- enough about it, other than a kind of eerie 
hallowed presence that you felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and she continues to make her way toward where the three of you are crouched. And again, as a reminder, there are basically two points of entry to this cavern. Mm-hmm. There is the tunnel in which the three of you are hiding. And then all the way up over the wooden, ice-covered, treacherous, broken-in-parts walkway that was created in centuries past. It's almost impossible to tell under the many layers of snow. And then up on the platform that uh, is has been untrustworthily uh, fixed to the rising cliff in this in this vast cavern at the far end of that there is another passage that presumably since you know that you've been traveling steadily you know downhill deeper into the earth presumably returns to tunnels that might go higher into the mountain here's how cold it is here's how cold it is in halden's land there's snow on the ground in this setting that we're looking at, and it's inside. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that's fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wicked cold, brother. Yep. Mm-hmm. The height. She's coming. Height. Yep. Stealth rolls, I guess. All right. Five. And nope. Fails all around. Oh, I've got an extra dice here. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, I love Rim. Your advance in stealth. You're like, I figured out the secret to moving undetected. Just pretend you're the walking wounded, only an inch away from death. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a five. I got a four. Three was my best because okay. minus three on everything. Yeah, oh, wow. None Dude, of you feel stop making me roll. Yeah. <laughs> As a group of have you know well armed, uh, armored Vikings in a pretty sparse ice cave with only with enough visual cover certainly to prevent any of the berserkers from catching you, but given the narrowness of the tunnel, you know, meaning that this robed figure that's approaching is going li- to walk right by you. None of you feel confident that you're well hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freeze. Maybe she won't maybe she won't detect us. I say about the mysterious blind women who run so, the world. Yeah, in terms of pace, I'm gonna say each of you get the equivalent of like two free actions worth of speech, like a sentence, to figure out what you're gonna do. You could try to retreat further back into the tunnels where uh, a good ten minutes walk behind you presumably cuthbert is still waiting mm. <laughs> or you could draw your swords and charge into yeah. battle uh when i kill the eye before we can <laughs> yeah exactly i suggest we go to see cuthbert if she's real cuthbert will know if she's not real cuthbert will know and smash her that's smart and i i'm along with that yep. yes let's get out of here yep you're gonna move back the way you came correct yes okay give me a you, you guys start as stealth as you can. Yeah, we're not going back see. here, by the way, Tex, so you can just pack this up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it didn't take that long, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah. As you're moving back uh, along the ice, you obviously are stealing a glimpse back at the approaching figure, and notice a new detail about this, this approaching robed figure. As you do remember the eye are doing, she has her hands clasped in front of her and is wearing large white robes, but... Her hands are visible, and they are tattooed in the manner of a berserker. Oh, as a skull... Now, I'm not a holy man, but as was illustrated in my short story, the skalds have a lot of skin in the Iron Game. Like, a lot. Yeah, and well, you, as 
part you know part of your scald edge is being mm. up on the local lores. I'm wondering if there is talk of a heretical ire. Now, as David, I'm guessing that's kind of like saying that there are two popes to a Catholic. Like, no, there aren't. That's insane. That's not how it works. Mm. Well, not necessarily. I mean, a reminder of some of the politics we went over in the first game. Though historically, I know that there were two popes or multiple popes. Please, <laughs> listeners, don't mm-hmm. fucking run me down in the comments. I know that. <laughs> and a woman pope. And a woman pope? Right, yep. secretly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah is, for a while until she was discovered and bad things happened. Which is why they do the testicle grab yep. seat thing now. Still, I did not know. Yeah, that. And I think you're the thing. only Catholic at the table. <laughs> it's probably on things they teach oh, you no, in Sunday women? school. No, no. Yeah, right? I'm also a Catholic, and oh, yeah. well, I didn't. I unsurprisingly didn't learn that in religion class. I learned that in history class. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay woke. Yeah. Yep. Women <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Okay, so give me, uh, Dave, a common knowledge, i.e., smarts roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. We and then we, it's going to be a plus two for your skull bonus. Okay. Yep. So plus one because of my wounds. Yes. And explosion. Wow. So that's an uh, 11, 10, 12. Excellent. Nice. Quite strong. All right. So the selection of the ire is a funny thing. The ire run. There's an interesting. There's interesting parallels, of course, right between the ire and yourselves, the Valgor, the, the Godblood, right? Both of which they're only a handful at any given time uh in case of the ire it's always fixed at five uh for reasons that have never been fully explained in the sagas or you know to anyone else but there are always five um when a god-blooded like one of you is selected it is often as you know from first-hand experience you know occurs with great fanfare um when an ire is chosen it really depends on the situation because the ire are taken, you know, have historically emerged from the different clans who at times are at war. Um, and the, unlike God-Blooded, who, and certainly in, in all of your collective memory, often emerges champions for their clan, once chosen, an ire instantly becomes clanless, right? Um, allegiant to no one. Which is why there's been gossip and murmurings of dissatisfaction at the very late in her life uh, identification of Svetlana Windworm as being among the God-Blooded, given that it is known that Svetlana's sister, this is just a reminder, not Astrid's sister, the the leader of House Helig. Oh, right, right, right. uh, Svetlana, um, who oversaw the, you know, all of Helig's expansionism Mm -hmm. across the island and even into the Western shores. It is known that long ago, Svetlana, who comes who comes from, and as a result, the going-ons in her family are much more scrutinized, uh, and, you know, word of this spreads uh, much more. It's well known that long ago, her sister was chosen to be That's right. one of the irons. Mm. So, in House Helig's expansion and conquest of the rest of the island being chosen and and having it you know having others told that that the gods chose her who is also the sovereign of this uh expansionist you know force of conquest was met with a lot of raised eyebrows and even charges that the ire themselves somewhat heretical charges but again remember the ire exists as a cultural force they're not 
the Vatican. They don't have their own personal military, though now you know they have at least one ogre. But yeah, yeah. that's enough. <laughs> but that ogre, as far as you know, has never left the mountain because you've actually never heard of, mm-hmm. heard of him. Yep, you've never heard of Cuthbert before. Yep. Yep. There's always been it's always been understood that it's dangerous to enter the mountains, and it's particularly dangerous, if not insane, to, to fuck with the ire. Mm-hmm. But that's been more, you know, shrouded in the idea of like, well, they're the heralds of the god. They they're the word like if the if you as the god-blooded are the fists of the gods, right? Um, not to say that the gods all have the same agenda, obviously, um, but you're, you know, you, you sort of function to act out the aspects of the different gods on the island. You know, the ire are the voices uh, of the gods. And so there's this sort of innate sense of protectionism there. But nobody enforces, like, respect for the ire, except to the degree that people fear the wrath of the gods, yep. more generally. Which is... You know, I think enough. Right. Yeah. 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 Also, they live in a fucking volcano. They live in a fucking volcano. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, all three of you are like, pretty It's pretty cold in this volcano. Yeah. 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 Um, Shit. So, all of that being said, as backdrop, and sorry for the possibly excessive exposition, but just, I know there's a lot of background clan politics and stuff. So, I just wanted to make sure we're we're regrounded there. Um, Against that backdrop, Belgian, you alone would have a faint memory of being a teenager and listening to the stories of the drunken fisherman skull that you learned the craft from Mm -hmm. which by the way i'm really hoping we get more flashbacks about yep i think it's such a great detail yep you you do remember as opposed to those sober fishermen that we hear so much about well and the the connection between and this is again thank a great contribution from david to the the world building of halden's land uh, the relationship between those who work the sea and skalds, given that skalds both, you know, sing the sagas, enshrine the stories, the deeds of the different houses uh, and even the smaller clans, but are, are also purveyors of information. Um, so, you know, being in, constantly in touch with other seafaring, including doing trade and whatnot with, with other houses and clans, uh, it's a good way to get information. You do remember from your earlier years as the wars in the South between your house, house Skyr and house Urknos raged that there were rumors that one of the ire had passed on or hadn't been seen. And that the newest youngest member of the ire had been chosen from house Urknos. Hmm. There are rumors of that not confirmed. Like, like I said, the, when, Except in the unusual case, like when uh, you know a member of the ire is chosen from a royal clan, it's not something that's typically broadcast because it's a complicated. It, you know, it's not it's not necessarily an honor to have someone chosen by the ire because those same ire, like let's say there's a dispute that emerges between two clans, those the ire then become neutral parties, right? They're yeah. in no way, shape, or form beholden to their blood kin, mm-hmm. um, so. Yeah, it's a complex thing, and it's not something that's always talked about. And again, there, it's, you don't get like a handover a lot mm-hmm. because these are like, like the Supreme Court; these are lifetime appointments, appointments yeah. right? So there's not a lot of turnover. But... And also, like, but also, like, your kid gets de- uh, determined as a god-blooded. There is renown heaped right. upon your family. You right. now have more social status, and if they win, if they win things, like they may bring you back bounty and gold, right. and you may have land. The ire is like. Just one day you wake up and Sven's not there. Yep. And like, or sorry, uh, the equivalent of a female. Svenna. Svenna is not <laughs> right, there. Right. It's like, well, 
one less kid to feed, but also one less kid to help us. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, and a child it. that you will presumably never speak to again, who then assumes this alien mantle of disconnection from society, culture, etc. And then if you were to somehow cross their paths, would no longer treat you like family. Unlike, again, all of you as God-blooded, who... Basically, someone was like, hey, you guys are super fucking special. And they're like, cool, I still get to be with my family. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Um, instead, the IR, yeah, are, are, you know, spirited away and become something slightly, you know, apart from the rest of humanity. Which, again, lots of exposition there, but... Uh, Worth it. All, yep. of, all of which is to say that... Um, this is fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's an open question. Yeah. But as the figure does get closer, and she is getting closer, she does appear younger as well. Hmm. Though the ire in your memories have a kind of agelessness mm-hmm. um, as she gets closer and you can more clearly see her features and actually and, and see that those tattoos actually go up her neck and some onto her face. Hmm. Yeah, she's definitely younger. We, um, we still retreat like we're still. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted you to have the information. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to be like... Oh, no, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine there's anything in there that would make you change that. So like, turn around and like, Svetlana, girl, is that you? <laughs> yeah, what? exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you are going to move further up the tunnel back the way you came. Yes. Yep. Yes. Great. Yeah, so because... I be- need another stealth roll. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Stop making me roll. <gasps> Did you just get double ones? What you got there, buddy? Nothing. Uh, just run. run. <laughs> Sorry, I got David. Two that's a David, David critical David, failure. David, you're not alone. No. Wait, what? I got a double one. I almost double? got a double one. I got a one and a two. What is going, <laughs> guys? I just want to say, don't fuck with the ire. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying not to. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. So this becomes... should be clear, like statistically, and I don't know math, but yep. six of you rolled d sixes, and it turned up five ones and a two. Yeah. I mean, you could do the math, but I, I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> I rolled a D eight, but like, <laughs> that's that's strange. Okay, okay, right. oh boy, wow. Wow. oh boy, who wants to meet the eye? Yeah, yeah. Um, who wants to meet? The... <laughs> who wants to get dragged screaming through a cold, ice filled cavern, begging <laughs> for your life to be presented in front of maybe an eye? Okay, so uh, after that one in seven thousand chance roll, <laughs> he said, yep. hey, yeah, one in seven thousand seven hundred twenty six chance of five of us getting ones on D sixes. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I like how you say that, like uh, Lipton guy from Inside the Actor's Studio. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> um, all right, so the following occurs. The three of you creep from the ice formation mm-hmm. um, and move down the halls. And, and you're or down the uh, the tunnel in the, in the, from the direction you came. Rem, you're pretty sure by the crunching of the bootsteps and whatnot that... Yeah. The crew is not being as stealthy and quiet as, as maybe you would like. Yeah. But uh, with your sort of furtive hunter's instincts, you shoot a glance back at the slowly advancing uh, either member of the ire or ire imposter. Impostire. Nice. <laughs> I just thought of that. Here you go, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Prim, <laughs> um, you don't notice, you know, you're very attuned to both hunting and being hunted, yeah. following and being followed. And looking back, you don't see any change in gait, a head tilt, anything in the silhouette of the robed figure that would suggest that you've been noticed. Which, 
I mean, basically, you don't have the information to gauge that. Like, to what degree the ire are actually blind, what kind of senses. I mean, all of this is in this strange, mystical sort of alien realm. Right. Only magnified by the fact that you're in an icy labyrinth under the forge where few have trespassed before you. Um, and you just met an ogre like a few minutes ago. So a lot of strange things are going on that are testing uh, your usual ability to, to mm-hmm. make sense of a scenario like this. Um, but despite hearing some, you know, echoing, hearing the echoing footsteps of both yourself and your colleagues, uh, the sort of haggard echoing footsteps, you do not get the sense that you're being followed, um, and, uh, or that your presence has been noted. So the three of you make it successfully from, from hiding, um, and continue moving into the darkness of the tunnels. Master Stealth Assassin. Yeah, I like doing extended critical fails. Oh, no, it's not, <laughs> it's not necessarily yeah. in the moment. Yeah. yeah. You obviously also, given that you don't want to be detected, remember you, you have torches, obviously, and doused them as you approached the, the torch-lit cavern. Yes. You're not going to relight them now, because that would kind of defeat the purpose of stealthily moving away so you're now moving into the icy darkness of the tunnels um however but it's fine because i remember exactly how to get back and despite the sort of snaking uh shape of these tunnels it was a one-way affair you know cuthbert's instructions were just follow the tunnel there were no branches or anything like that so you continue to follow them and it does in fact feel like you're you're definitely going back the way that you came son of a bitch it feels definitely feels that way yeah yeah until be okay you guys yeah until moving through the kind of eerie glimmering half light of these tunnels and the the thick strange vein-like ice that has coated them you suddenly feel as if the floor has dropped out from underneath your feet ah! everybody Good. please roll agility well let's give a yell for a second okay. on three one two three ah! excellent that's one of the. I think that's one of the Which things that I, I uh, that I brought to the table. Keep putting your character like on top of my stuff. I'm like, oh my. The, the organized onomatopoeia of bad things happening. Mm. There we go. Uh, and that's agility. I'm sorry, athletics. You said agility. Yeah. Yeah. Agility. All right. Cool. Agility. All right. So eight minus three, five. So right. yeah. five that's for me fantastic. as well. Oh, I've got a high agility. But yep. Even then, still barely a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, five. Nice. Excellent. Five's all, all right. Five's around. So the the floor drops out, and and suddenly your feet come out from underneath you in the you've even succeeding the roles and you find yourself sliding mm-hmm. the grade of the tunnel and you're, you're you're in your panicked thoughts you're trying to make sense of the impossibility of this you followed the tunnel back the way you came mm-hmm. you did it in mm-hmm. you know perfect, perfect. stealth um, military precision and yet you find yourselves picking up speed as the grade of the floor seems to sharpen quickly mm-hmm. and you feel yourselves sliding faster and faster. Cool. Uh, real quick, guys, let's give a little bit of the Doppler effect going from the right side of the microphone to the left. Yeah. Yelling on three. One, two, three. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll take our bennies now. Yeah. <laughs> so you all succeeded. Uh, how do you... Which means, in your agility role, which means all of you had the presence of mind to do something to stop your sudden slide. Mm-hmm. What, what does each of you do? I use my axe and just hit it into the... Somehow floor. I knew the sentence yeah. was going to start <laughs> that strange. way. Yeah. Yeah. But come on, it's, 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 it is... It is uh, that axe I, is I feel like, like I, if I had said, okay, describe the way you make an impression at the tea party, yeah. I <laughs> take out my axe, axe. I would have started with... And have yeah. the axe talk for me. Right. I mean, that's like uh, it's like what uh, Ryan Reynolds said in... Uh, 
oh god in the wolverine movie where he played the first deadpool yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like you show up to your ex your uh ex-girlfriend's wedding with a it's like you take out a you take out a sword people remember you <laughs> uh no uh yeah i definitely think that uh jesus's axe is uh, is to him what uh, captain america's shield is to captain america yeah, yeah. it's like yeah it's kind of the answer yeah one day yeah. i'm gonna have to spend an edge to make him like a trademark weapon or something because oh it's yeah. My axe. yeah i mean I can, I can technically do it with my shield because it's now the ogre palm shield so you arrest your sliding by bringing the, your axe down. the floor. That's yeah, the only exactly, way to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and s- slamming it into the icy floor, mm. which catches. You slide a little bit farther and then hold yourself. Yep. Well, no, no good thing when he hears it. Beldrum takes the length of his uh, of the rope that attaches him and his harpoon to his uh, to his belt and just loops it around Grimstad's uh, foot and then catches on the edge <laughs> of Grimstad's foot, foot and then puts the uh, the spear down further below him and says Grim! Yeah, I just I just go straight so I can go faster. Yeah. <laughs> you just lose it straight up. Cool, cool running. Yeah. You, you snatch Grimstad's shield from him and use it as one of those like unbelievably fast discuses yeah. that yeah. for some yeah. reason put children on. Oh, yeah. Monsters. Yeah. Just murder. <laughs> and you just ride right into a riffs game. Yeah. That's how fast do you go? Yeah. Uh, no, um, I do a similar thing, but instead of an axe, I use basically one of my arrows. Grab it right at the at the heft there where it meets mm-hmm. the uh, where it attaches. Yeah, where it attaches yeah, there, yeah. and just punch it into the ice. Yeah. Okay, and and all three of you, you know, your sort of joints of your arm are jerked painfully, but you've uh, managed to to stop yourself. Uh, and you can feel even in the short length of your body, sort of splayed out on the cold floor. That even in that, the grade has continued to drop to the point where it feels like, I mean, you can't see it because you don't have a torch, but it feels like not far from where you are, it would have pitched down into a steepness that you would not have been able to stop yourself. Mm -hmm. So now I have to ask, is this because we botched? Yes. Okay, good. Yep. Otherwise, I was going to say I lose the torch. But if this is because we botched, I'm keeping the torch. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. All right. Pretty sure there wasn't a hole there last time. The caves of the Iyer are treacherous. This is why no one's ever dared venture in, but uh, we need to get out of here and then ponder how the beast men... Now, Beldrum is hanging off of your leg, Grimstad. Mm, Over a pit that yawns into what you can only assume is the center of the earth. Probably, yeah. And he gets that quietness that says he's thinking. I'm going to be here all night. That's the reason why we're here and the Beast men have not fallen for the same fate. Mm-hmm. What if she really is Ire? Only the Ire would know how to traverse these tunnels unmolested by its traps. So she led the beastmen here? It's possible, but we have to survive in order to find out. So she is a traitor and wants to bring eternal winter with the Urknos. We must save the rest of them. Cannot believe I'm saying this, Grimstad, but you're making a lot of sense. <laughs> My words echo over the uh, <laughs> over the edge of the precipice and down into the whatever. I'm going to grab my throwing axe, I'll get my hand on my throwing axe, and I'm going to start climbing up with okay. both axes. All right. Uh, that's going to be no easy feat, particularly with Beldrin hanging from you. Yeah. I'm going to strike my torch and see if I can't light it with the flint so we can get a better idea of where we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So you're going to do that with one, one-handed? Nope. I'm going to loop the uh, rope around my leg and hang upside down and do it. Because my character is fucking bonkers crazy. (laughs) And the ire have been infiltrated by (laughs) monsters. (laughs) This is like, this is a fucking So you're going to wrap the belt, you're going to attach the belt from 
from your ankle to Grimstad's ankle. Yeah. Yeah, I'm basically. Swing upside down and then light the torch. Yeah. Agility rolls. Yep. <laughs> Please. Yep. This was your decision. I just want you to mm-hmm. know that. But what are the chances I'm going to roll another two ones? Stop it! <laughs> All right. Five. Four. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, you managed to pull off that improbable maneuver. You um, think that uh, the Belgium is committing suicide? Yeah. Right. You guys hear the the striking of Flint uh, in the darkness, and uh, probably some cursing from Belgium as you try to you know maneuver <laughs> maneuver a torch out without losing anything from your. Yeah, it, from your it, back. it just sounds like complaining, like damn, mm-hmm. <laughs> damn, Halden's land expanding beyond the shores. The gods are not going to refresh me. Or reward me for this, because this is the job of the Skulls. And, and I have to tell the story of these two friends. Yeah, as you're hanging from one. Yeah, yep. yeah, relying on one, not just shaking his foot off. Yep. yep. Finally, the, the torch uh, starts to flicker and then uh, burn at full strength. And upside down, sort of arching your back and looking backward, you can see that the ice drops roughly and steeply off into a darkness beyond the light of the torch, but certainly one in which you'd be picking up a level of speed where it's hard to imagine you'd be able to stop your progress Mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, which leaves, I mean, either (laughs) continuing to try to slide and see where that leads or the pretty challenging task of making your way back up the slope. What do you see down there? I'm going to take out a... It's just uh, a dragon with this pop ah. <laughs> Can't believe this works. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a... Uh, uh, take my uh, dagger out and like chip off some ice or my axe and chip off some ice next to me and then take a piece of rock or whatever that I chipped out and then I'm just going to throw it over the edge and wait for the sound of it hitting bottom. Okay, you hear it uh, skitter, gain speed, and accelerate and then the sound stops. Like not a... Not like I hit something stops, but just kind of goes away, stops. Yeah, like kind of maybe went off into emptiness. Emptiness. Uh, a whistling deeper cold. All right. So here's what I propose. We try to climb back up to the tunnels that we were in. Our other choice is to continue down this path to see where it leads. Bonus, failing one leads to the other. 100% guaranteed something happens. Fair point. I begin to climb. Right. Uh, you, you lift, um, Grimstad, your, your throwing axe for the, to, to strike and to begin the a difficult two-handed climb, particularly with a skull hanging from yep. your ankles. Skulls um, make everything. Not the first time you've done this. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you hear from the shadows above a sonorous voice echoing through the icy tunnels, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Trying not to die. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. <laughs> I hold up the torch. The, the torchlight barely covers the, the <laughs> point at which the tunnel sloped down steeply, uh, and you see a pair of bare, tattooed feet and the hem of a white robe at the top of the ramp, mm-hmm. the icy ramp. We might ask you the same question. I live here. 
And so do the Urknos warriors that you, you were talking with. Let me. Let, how about let me do the talking? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of hanging for my life here. Give me a break. Who am I speaking with? Uh, now, Tex, I don't think I ever named my parents. So listeners are going to notice the uh, similarities between this and another character. I am Beldrum Goldtown, son of Idar and Svetna. I'm a god-blooded and a skald of Halden's land. You're a Gorenson. One of a few. I am Grimstad, son of Berngar and Helga Lufgren. God-blooded. Rib fan quiver. Slowly bleeding to death. <laughs> <laughs> what brings you three to the forge? Oh, <laughs> look around. <laughs> Wanted to see if the tales were true, my lady. We, we heard it was lovely this time of year. Um, I'm be- a deception. Because right? you're holding up your your weight and that of your comrade, can you give me a bigger roll, Grimstad? Could, could I not? Could, could I maybe not do that? Minus one for the one wound. I, nope, nervous steel. Right, I keep forgetting the nervous steel. Uh, seven. reminded me. Seven, all right. Yep. You're able, you're... Feeling your arm a little bit shaky, but yep. you're, you're holding that. And since we are here, and no doubt we will succeed in climbing back up from this small expedition of curiosity, would you consider throwing down a part of your the rope that attaches your gown or something? As part of the ire, no you're, doubt you... You're asking a sister of the ire to disrobe? No, not disrobe. Those are your words, madam. And you claim that you've entered these sacred tunnels on a mission of curiosity? I thought that scalds were not permitted to lie. I'm not. Well, well said. Yeah. He, Beldrum, looks directly, even though he cannot see her, directly into the eyes of the ire. I did not lie. I am very curious why you are speaking with the beastmen that we have felt many of. My friends believe that the ire are threatened by parties within the hallowed halls of this mountain. I do not lie, but I do not need to tell you all that I think. We are indeed under threat. Uh, and you hear a loud thunk as a thick rope drops down onto the floor and slides past you. And into the cabin. <laughs> yeah, just, just throws, throws it past. Wow, the eyes are dicks now. <laughs> yep. I catch it. Yep. It seems to be fixed at the other end. Is it safe to climb this, Lady of the Ire? I gathered rope when I saw which direction you were walking. It's not yes. an It is safe. And I climb, because that is... Yep. Because the Ire... If she it... wanted us dead, she... Yeah. Uh, she she just could have kept She could have just kept, kept walking. Yeah. yeah. So, that's yeah. fair. Okay. Uh, hand over hand, the three of you pull yourselves up, and now, with the torchlight, you are able to gaze upon the cloaked figure, the, the young, tattooed, cloaked figure 
uh, and blindfolded, guarding the three of you. Oh, that's so creepy. I keep forgetting she's blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And barefoot on the ice, which is mm-hmm. damn an odd sight. Uh, thank you for the assistance. Uh, thank you for coming. Why were you in discussions with Cal? Cal. Beardless Cal. Terrible events have unfolded here, and I may have made a mistake. The Iyer do not make mistakes. Or is that walk with me? We should put distance between ourselves, Cal and his men. Very well. Yes. Now, to be clear, Beldrum's going to do whatever she says. She is still a Skyer until otherwise. And as far as I know, there's no precedent for attacking a Skyer or even being betrayed by a Skyer or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. So this is all new ground. No, but the again, the rumor mill has been grinding with mm-hmm. theories that the Iyer have been... Infiltrated by... Well, have been uh, corrupted by the political influence of Svetlana and House mm-hmm. Helic. Mm-hmm. To whatever, to what degree. I mean, I... It's a, it's a really good point from a role-playing perspective, particularly mm-hmm. given your mystic background, mm-hmm. that uh, at least of the three of you, you'd be the most likely to, or the, le- the most the least likely to be persuaded that Thyre had in fact been compromised mm-hmm. as, as a body. Yeah, yeah, but just but but I'm only staying staying this to 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 be clear. There is no aggressive posturing on behalf of Baltram. Got it. Okay. Um, Got it. Walk with me. My name is Rhea, youngest of the Iyer. And I knew Cal before I was chosen. What I need to know is whether I can trust the three of you who have followed some calling into these mountains, but whose purpose I do not yet understand. We were collected at the request of House Helic. House Helic. Sent... Amidst chaperones, I say with a smirk, to meet with Astrid Alverson. We also met with Henrik the Mad. The Blackfist's daughter brought you here? Part of the way. We were beset upon by four claws. There was a scuffle. A scuffle. There was a one-on-one combat. No need. All of us felt Four Claws leave the island. He fought well. He did. He fought very well. Congratulations on your victory. The gods must smile upon this. But why he was there was curious. There was some sort of agreement between himself and Astrid. It was a betrayal of sorts. Or a, a premature exposure of his presence. Astrid carried on. We went after her. After some time, with the benefits of one of the concoctions that the House Helig personnel have recovered from the western shores, we ran many miles without stopping and came upon a village. It was a slaughter. All the fallen stripped bare of their weapons and armor, left for the carrion crows, never to reach the lodge above. That is wrong. We did what we could for their bodies and continued on. We found Astrid. She was wounded from a trap. Saved her life, 
as she would of ours, as is right. And, and Beldrum looks at the other two like he, it is right, but it's not necessarily the call he would have made. Right. And we found out that House Erknos was marching on the Temple of Stone, the home of fire and iron, the mountain itself, and possibly the iron. We ran to its defense, and we have yet to see anything but resistance and beastmen and berserkers. And therefore, we are redoubled in our conviction that something is amiss. Also, is anyone planning to snuff out the fire and cause the world to go into an eternal ice? Asking for a friend. <laughs> I fear the answer is yes. Ha ha ha! Wait, he was right. That is <laughs> not something to cheer. I, sorry, you're right. Also, I way better crit, than your crit, woo. Crit, crit fail on your way into Uber Plot. <laughs> also, I, the, where was that when uh, when Tex wanted the woo? You were like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only when things are the worst do I cheer the loudest. I'm only happy when it rains. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's another thing you miss on a podcast. The spit take. Oh, that Almost hurt. literal spit take. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that fantastic. <laughs> so it was true, I... I admit, I, even I didn't truly believe it myself, but they want to bring an eternal winter upon the island. Wait. She suddenly stops short and holds up a hand. And uh, everybody give me notice roll. Lovely. By the way, my character's head slowly does that, like a family guy slow <laughs> towards, <laughs> towards Grimstead. Like, fucking what? <laughs> that is a fail. You know what? Now nah, you know what, that's fine. One of you's going to notice it. Oh, wait, are you kidding me? That are you a... no, David, David, oh, David, 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 David. Uh, so thirteen minus three, ten. Bel- ten. Belgium. All right, wow. Belgium. Belgium. <laughs> Belgium. So those gold dice, how the, how those working out for you? Dave? I'll kill you where you sleep. <laughs> That's a second critical fail. Yeah. 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 In probably ten minutes. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'll just tell you right now, that one's not going to have an immediate effect, but it's going to come back. Yeah. Yeah, just, just, just tuck that away, buddy. That's, yeah, that's mm. go, right, right in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. That one. Um, oh. yeah, I got a 10. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grimstad and certainly Belderin yeah. see nothing yeah. and are... No, I see, I, I see nothing, yeah. Uh, I have no idea what the hell Rhea of the Iyer is talking about. Grim, you see something very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a subtle and severely discomforting ripple or movement of light. Very, very subtle in the wall of the ice itself, as illuminated by the torchlight. And all you can think of that it, re- that, uh, it reminds you of, the only comparison in your lived experience is being on a boat, being on a ship or on the docks and watching the silvery backs of large fish dart through the sea. In the same way, some strange, writhing, glimmering thing passes quick as an eye through the ice, uh, the ice wall of the tunnel 
mm-hmm. and then it's gone in an instant. So fast that you're not even sure yeah. you saw it, but what certainly leaves you with a prickled scalp and a feeling of deep unease. Yeah. And then once it passes, uh, Rhea lowers her hand and continues on. <laughs> I kind of uh, look between Rhea and the wall. And, um, we, we may want to uh, stay away from the walls. What? Why? I, I, I don't even know. I, I think there's something in the ice. You saw it. Yes. What was that? I suppose I should not be surprised that a, a chosen of Aura would possess the keen eyes needed to be aware of such arcane disturbances. Come with me. Oh, very well. Following. And speaking of, of your keen senses, mm-hmm. uh, despite your wounds, uh, both in the direction, now even now lit by torchlight, that you're walking, the the basic geography of the icy tunnels just doesn't match your sense memory of how you got yeah. here. Which, again, confounds you. I mean, A, you've already found, apparently, that there's a fork that you don't remember coming across before, where you almost pitched off into a water slide that may have ended <laughs> in... You know, uh, an abyssal fall into unseen depths. Um, and now the, the curvature and the, uh, the the twisting of the the confined ice caves just don't match how you remember getting to the larger cabin. Um, and again, for someone who, you know, stakes their choices on a, you know, uncanny ability to place themselves, whether yeah. it's like deep wilderness or high on a mountain pass based on the movement of the stars and subtle, uh, you know, murmurings of nature around you, that that only heightens your sense of, of unease. Uh, so many reasons to be unhappy. <laughs> so many reasons. Um, and adding to that, uh, Rhea ushers the three of you into a... Uh, Another you see another fork in the tunnel, um, which opens into a uh, a small chamber, which uh, seems to have been less touched by the these veins of ice that spread across the floor, the walls, and the ceiling. And even in some places in the caves, you know, have, have come to drip down in these massive stalactite-like icicles. But here in this room, the ice seems to be seems not to have spread um, and you feel a noticeable emanating warmth um, and you also notice in the flickering shadows of the torchlight more of the runic writing that Grimstad you first noticed mm-hmm. more, and recognized from your clan's scrolls more dwarven writing it's it's a very simple uh, roughly hexagonal mm-hmm. chamber if there was ever any further ornamentation or furniture it's long gone all there is now is uh a light layer of frost over rubble but in the walls you can still see those markings we can speak here for a little time what is going on why are you speaking with the invaders my old clan are not the invaders in this mountain certainly acting like it i called them here what what? Wait, that's how they behave when you call them? <laughs> I'm 
I am the youngest and have been here fewer than 10 winters, whereas my sisters have all been living within the mountain for many, many, many years. Several winters ago, it began where our eldest, Hilver, began going into the deeper recesses of the forge, the places that I was told were forbidden. This was not considered strange, as she is the eldest and is keen to ways and signs that are far beyond my training and perception. But then, not long ago, she brought something back, and it changed her, and it is changing the mountain. I have never seen ice like this. I have never seen cold like this enter the heart of this land. But it is as if a growing winter, like some cold heart beating from the deepest re recesses of the underworld beneath the forge, has come to life. And every day it gets colder. What of the other sisters, the other Iyer? Do they say nothing? They are concerned and afraid, but ultimately Hilver is our leader. She is the head spinner of the God's will. And throughout our own history, the eldest has often led in strange ways. But then Hilver chose Svetlana as God-blooded when we knew this was not true. All of us. That wasn't you? We were asked to assent to the choice. Huh. But it was Hilver who led us there. Does your sister know that she is in fact not God-blooded? We all know that Svetlana's blessings do not come from her blood and from the gods. At least not the gods that we serve. Belgium's face goes slack. It cannot have been brought from the forge then, if it is against the gods. The gods forge within the fire to make things for Halden's land. Why would they forge something that can harm their children, themselves? I said not the gods that we serve. There are many gods, and I risk heresy by speaking of this, but I am desperate. And again, part of the un maybe growing uneasiness is that her tone does not match the, you know, the, the same sort of mm -hmm. religious, almost chant-like cadence, you know. Mm -hmm. And even the expressions on her, weirdly and surprisingly for the three of you, tattooed face, don't match the urgency that she's describing. And certainly the impossible-to-imagine situation she's describing. So uh, some other god that's against us is trying to corrupt the isle, the island. The clans of Halden's land, and it was among the first things I was taught when I was plucked from my own clan, we clans do not worship all the gods that are gods. There are others who existed here before, 
And the gods, much like the ire, do not always speak as one voice. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're, you're implying that there is dissent within the ire. That isn't heresy. That's unheard of. That, that even heretics would not. One thing I have learned, and you notice her tone changing, <laughs> is that there has been much dissent throughout the years. But the advantage of living in a mountain and being worshipped by the warriors and the goat herders and all else, the common folk I grew up among, you were never questioned. So you would show a unified front, but really within the, within the mountain, you would, there would be a, a uncertainty? Would you not do the same for your house, Skyrlings? But, but you speak directly with the gods, their word. What is their word? <laughs> we do not speak directly with the gods. Is it ravens? <laughs> like, like, Beldrum does not. Beldrum, they're people. Just people. Like any of us. Do you act on the gods' will, Valgor? Do you know it to be true? We see things. We are touched with a sight, which we interpret. And we squabble over, like old women sometimes. And, and, and we do the best that we can with what we've seen. Well, then, what have you seen about this circumstance? About, uh, about Hilver? And the thing she brought back from the forge. I haven't seen the object with my own vision. I was only told by Uror, one of the others. As the, as the youngest, there's much that is kept from me. But once Hilver enlisted us to anoint Svetlana, and as the cold grew deeper... And as the very shape of these mountains started to change, I knew that something was very, very wrong. And that's when I went to my old house. Why wouldn't you... Why would... I cannot believe I'm going to say this. We would have helped Urknos if we had known the gravity of the situation. No one, even Urknos deceptive, cruel, wily Urknos Grimstead nods his head. Would <laughs> lie about the ire. We've met them in battle for centuries, but they know to whom they bow. You believe me because of what you have seen. Can you really tell me that if I, the youngest, met with the Jarls, with Svetlana, with your Jarl, who for so long has sun sent the sons and daughters of Skyr to die in the lands of Urknos, that there would have been, what, a unified military force sent here? And then what? Unfortunately, my own, my former clan mates show the error 
of even the limited truth I tried to speak. Cal and Morgara are not here because they are concerned with Hilver's corruption. They are here to win superiority, to gain an edge. That has become clear to me that I made a mistake. Like the old clan and the dwarves, the story repeats itself. No, no, not a mistake. You did what you thought you could do. This isn't over. Tell you. My, my calling can tell you. Belief in something sometimes requires failure. We sang to our God, to the Skalds. We sang to him. He betrayed us. Yet we still stand, and he sleeps in fire. A reminder. You did not make a mistake. This can be salvaged. It may result in bloodshed, but this mountain is not being taken. And Hilver will be helped. Whatever was brought back from the forge, this is something we can learn. Alden's land did not exist for centuries because we did not learn. We were covered in cold. We've been assaulted from the sea by creatures. We have been assailed by ice from the skies. And we have, admittedly, Helig has sailed into the mists and returned. We endure. And we three will endure. We will help you. But don't blame yourself. That is the act of the youngest Skyer. And one day, you will be regaling the youngest Skyer with this story. Or, I will. Hmm. We can hope. She, she, she looks at uh, Remy Grimstad. You've chosen your skald well. <laughs> you guys are like, well, he kind of chose yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recall so much of a choice. There was yeah. the one. <laughs> <laughs> so what now? Do you think that that the numerous berserkers in the field ahead would parlay? I do not know. All I know is the sight I have been gifted with, all I saw in Cal's heart was hunger for power, for revenge, even for your heads. She stared directly at me. I wonder why. (laughs) That is why Four Claws was deceived into attacking the three of you where I communicated a crisis, Cal, at least, saw opportunity. So, as an Iyer, if Erknos and House Helig have been collaborating, one could say colluding, who the hell has House Skyer been communicating with? Oh, you're kidding. We were not left out. I only know my own actions. And I went to those I grew up with, those that I trusted, to try to gain help. I certainly did not go seeking Morgara. And yet, she is here somewhere. 
And for the first time, you see Rhea getting visibly... Whereas before you've seen Caution, you get to see her become visibly afraid uh, for a second. I imagine you've noticed my marks. She pulls up her sleeves and you see all, you know, the same ash tattoos that, um, you know, that adorn the skin of the men that you've been fighting in the wilderness these last several days. Skull and crossbones, born to die, yeah. really unfortunate. <laughs> born, yeah, born to rage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really unfortunate limp biscuit tattoo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Little hard mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Before I was chosen, I was a berserker. I fought House Skyer. When I was barely 13 winters old, I thought that would be my life and my death. I thought I would end on a fire and have my own ashes needled into the skins of my brothers and sisters so that they could fight on in the name of Tyr. Then, then I was chosen. But before then, amidst the wars against Helig, we berserkers were told to stand down by the Jarl. We were furious. We stamped our feet. We gritted our teeth and fought amongst each other. It's only now much later that I understand. Renog, he, he has his own gift of sight. He saw the direction of the wind, and he wanted peace. He knew that unleashing us would only guarantee crimes would be committed that could never be forgiven, that could never bring peace. And so, we did not fight the final battles, and there were many of us when I was chosen, waiting, and... Thoughtlessly, I gave my former kin their new war and two leaders eager to take advantage of that. Did you know they created a blood knot? I didn't, but I cannot say I'm surprised. We crossed through Town of Death, past the blood knot, that we struck down to here. Your kin, does the Jarl know? I'm guessing not. I would be surprised if Ranog knew about this treachery. Maybe Cal's own brother doesn't. I don't know. I simply do not know. I do not even know what Svetlana does or doesn't know. Rhea, we are in a very difficult position. We are three wounded soldiers against difficult odds and now must decide if this information leaves this cavern. Gentlemen, we have the capacity to utterly decimate Urknos. Mm-hmm. I can tell the story. Rhea will be exposed. There will be questions about Hilver, but Urknos will be torn asunder. On the other hand, delving the island into another war that is one of heresy and confusion and betrayal and a religious pox upon Urknos 
We could simply keep it quiet. There isn't time for that. I am going to show you what I have seen. Are you ready? Yes. Can't yes. be worse than the last vision I had. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the famous uh, last words. <laughs> Rhea unties her, pulls back the cowl of her cloak. Um, and again, you, you're looking all of a sudden at a tattooed woman of like an Urknos shield maiden of about your age. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, the you know, none of the mystic, you know, no, no strange mystic, you know, quality, no unearthly light, nothing like that. She's except, an inter- she's an intern. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Still except, waiting on that. Hey, cost. don't bash interns. <laughs> uh, um, except for the uh, milky, opaque quality to both of her eyes. Um, and uh, she fixes each of you with those sightless eyes and suddenly you feel as if your own vision is leaving your bodies you see from overhead all three of you standing before here and your eyes have rolled back into your head and assumed that same milky white color and all of a sudden you are no longer in the caverns it is black but you hear the roar of the mighty ocean on the shore and your mind continues to travel like a bird along the rocky coastline of your home skyland and then you feel a tug and tilt toward the sea through crashing surf and ocean spray out over the shallows where schools of silver flecked fish run the currents The rolling dark waves rush faster beneath you, picking up speed, and then the world goes white as you push headlong into that freezing, killing mist. You know in your consciousness that to the west are exotic foreign lands, the lands plundered by your ancestors, long dreamt of by all three of you. But instead, you feel your mind headed north still called by something a summons that will not be denied like a gale wind blowing you further and further into the cold and so you fly north and the fog grows deeper until you feel truly lost in that blood freezing limbo a sense of panic almost sets in you fear that you could plummet into the ocean And you will not wash up on the beach. You know, Beldrin, you will not wash up on the beach ready to try again. Mm. You will simply be swallowed and interred by the endless black ocean to the north. And then the fog starts to lessen and clear. And you see that black ocean stretched out before you all around in every direction crashing against the small jut of slippery ice encased rocks ahead of you. And the cold is unlike anything you've ever felt. It burns like a fire. This is a a cold. It feels cold enough to crack 
stone itself. An impossible, absurd cold. You almost want to laugh at it, but know that if you open your mouth, your very lungs would freeze and you would drown in your own blood. At first, it seems to you that even the sun seems to shy from this cursed place that you find yourself in. But, but as you gain purchase on this new kingdom of ice beyond the fog, you see that the vast, terrifying landform that casts your own consciousness in flight into a shadow. And the thing that, make, that casts the ocean in darkness, that makes it black. A glacier. It towers like a fortress of the gods, continental in its size. A jut of ice larger than hundreds, thousands of Halden's lands. Shards of blue jut out from the sheer walls, which rise almost like battlements toward the sky. And its vast face, miles upon miles in every direction, taper toward more jagged cliffs, almost like the prow of a impossibly vast shipbreaker. And faintly, within those glittering, infernal depths of this thing that dwarfs your very concept of size, that makes you feel terrifyingly small, within those depths, you see faint forms embedded there. Rising spires, which you realize to your horror, are entire cities frozen within the glacier. Somehow seen further, you see the banners of entire armies spread out. Those ancient flapping cloth sigils stilled as if flash frozen. And somehow you can even see the shocked, wild-eyed expressions of these ancient warriors dressed in foreign armor. The terror of this sight into the heart of the glacier has scarcely been processed before a new and far more horrifying revelation hits you. A moment that tests your very sanity. Somehow you know this glacier is looking at you. And not just looking, it speaks. Not in a skull-cracking roar, but in a whisper. I am coming. And like that, you are back in your bodies, wavering in front of Rhea. Did Beardless Callan... Morgan was her? Morgara. And did Beardless Callan Morgara see that as well? I haven't seen Morgara. Cal's heart was not open to it. Uh, And by the way, as you return to your bodies, you find them renewed with vigor. And you have been healed lost your fatigue levels, and each of you gains a Benny. Oh, yeah. so sweet. As Give me. The, Give us the Benny. vision of the gods is passed on to you. Through the eye. Give me that Benz. 
But I saw into Cal and his plans, his treachery. He would slaughter all the ire but myself to ensure that only an Urknos sister was now the eldest. Cal would slaughter the other ire, certainly Hilver, and try and make me the eldest, as if I were a conspirator. Even seeing the ice overwhelm the inside of a volcano? He did not see, nor will he. He's blind, more so than myself or any of my sisters. And he would see the other god-blooded killed. So that Urknos can claim the favor of those above. And rule those below. This is why I say I've made a terrible mistake. We all saw the same vision of an evil ice or thing, creature. And you would not have seen it unless you were chosen. Can you show this to Morgara? If we find her. If she will see it. But as it is, people stand before us. Specifically, Cal, who waits for Morgara. And Hilver will not let us, will not let you get close to her, will not let me get close to Morgara. That is how the three of you found yourselves nearly plummeting to your deaths. Hilver has, I don't know, ushered something into these depths coats the walls and the floors and the ceilings, extinguishes the old fires, and it threatens to spread. I think whatever evil lies within that great fortress of ice means to ensure that Halden's land is undefended when it arrives. That is what I believe. Who is the second Sister, who, who, who would take the place of Uror, Svetlana's sister? I see. And beneath her is Vray, and beneath her is Moro. Moro is of House Skyr, you may remember or not. I heard tell once. And Moro? Moro. Moro. M-O-R-O. So it goes... Add a game. So it goes... The order of succession? Yeah. Yep. So it goes Hilda? What? Hilver. Uror. U-R-O-R. Mm-hmm. Moro. M-O-R-O. Vray. V-R-A-Y. And then Rhea. Cool. I see. Well. One thing at a time. We have a collection of your former kin in the caverns in front of us. Yes. Your vision has rejuvenated our otherwise broken and damaged bodies. And I do not know what Hilver will do against these invaders. They will not stop the ice, but they do aim to destroy her for their own selfish means. 
So even if she were to die, the ice could still spread? I do not know. I haven't seen the thing. I've only seen the changes. The only way that we can find out is if we actually interrogate. I can't believe I'm saying this. If we interrogate the head of the ire. Hilver? Yes. You have to reach her first. And she is in the upper levels. Which right now, Cal and his band are blocking. Well then. We need to speak to the Speaker of the Gods. We have no choice. What Do about, you think that... What about the other Ire? If we have their support, maybe they can help us. Are they with Hilver as well? I do not know. Hmm. What we know, there are many Urknas who want to kill all the Ire, except for you, of course, and set themselves up as rulers of the Isle. We also have a corrupted Ire, the head of the Ire, who wishes to unleash a eldritch ice. Don't explain how I know that word. An eldritch ice. I like that one. Eldritch <laughs> yeah. ice. Eldritch yeah. ice, yeah. Eldritch. New, new band name. <laughs> <laughs> eldritch ice upon the isle that has been protected from it for centuries. And we are the god-blooded who have been fully healed by a vision of the gods of this great evil. In my mind, that means only one thing the gods expect us to do. We could give them the opportunity to help us. In theory, they may not know or understand the consequences that they are toying with. She said herself his eyes were not open. Do you really think us, his enemies, will open them? He sees us as a path towards power. Killing us is his only goal. He is too stubborn to see. What did he say to you, Rhea, when you spoke with him? He said that he planned to unite his forces with Morgara's once the two could locate each other and from there to kill my sisters and that soon I would be the eldest. And he also told me he had every reason to believe that the three of you and quite soon... Svetlana and the other Valgor of Helig would meet their demise as well. I'm assuming by Four Claws's hands? He didn't specify. Why would he tell you this? Since I reached out to my house, he believes he can trust me. Can you not tell him that if you tell him to go, will he go? No. In Cal's mind, I would be kept alive simply as a pawn. Cal is not a believer. He has never followed the gods. Well then, if we cannot open his eyes, we will close them. Strange to say, but I am sorry I must harm your kin. Thank you. Or my friends must harm your kin. I will most likely take a supervisory role. <laughs> <laughs> I will most likely be hurling insults and yeah. the occasional acts. <clears throat> An act in four parts. Yo, mama. Hmm? <laughs> that must harm your kin's sense of self. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing hot, hot takes. <laughs> Shots fired. 
Shade thrown. <laughs> so then, we march. Oh, oh. Marching is something that a multitude of armies do. We are god-blooded. We are a multitude. Uh, we are... Three. Three? I'm going to say three. <laughs> and we are wily. Our gods are wily. Well, your gods are wily. Mine is fairly straightforward. We, there is an enemy in front of me. We will slaughter them for the gods. With planning. <sighs> or have you never hunted a boar? The first thing you do is rely on its stubbornness. Hmm. True enough. Make your plans, Scald. Make your plans. Not necessarily my plans. Rim? We have points of light, distance, mm-hmm. and a cavern. Yes, we do. And now, a platform that reaches down into nothingness. Hmm. Do you think we could use that? We just might. We could draw them towards us, thin some of the numbers. That would be useful. We also have a Apparently, a very alive ogre. You met Cuthbert? Nice guy. Yes, actually, we yeah. got along famously. And you're all alive. Yes. Apparently, he could speak his language, as is his gift from the gods. His language is civility. <laughs> I see. Where is Cuthbert now? He is away from us. We didn't think it was wise to bring a towering muscle mass with us to sneak around. Because we are so good at sneaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Masters of stealth. Cuthbert moves about these caverns according to his own ways. Could Cuthbert perhaps meet Morgara? Would Morgara be able to harm Cuthbert? Cuthbert also has not seen what I and now the three of you have seen. If it comes to it, I do not know if he will obey Hilver. Let us go show him then. Surely he is, his heart will be open to it. He is a defender of the, of the mountain. I have never been able to reach Cuthbert's heart. But perhaps I haven't tried. We are with you. And we are his allies. At the very least, he will find there is strife amongst the ire. And we will simply ask that he hold his place. It would be no different than what he is doing now. Come with us. You know where he is? Well... Beldrum looks at the caverns around them. Had you asked me ten minutes ago, I would say irrefutably yes. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Howling North, where our heroes learned that nefarious plots are afoot and that ancient ice ruins are not OSHA compliant. If you liked this, then head on over to Fandible.com. We've recorded a lot of games, and I'm sure we have something that will strike your fancy. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Also, if you've got a coin to toss to your scald, consider giving to our Patreon. You get benefits like early episode releases and exclusive chat channels on our Discord, 
and we get to keep the fire burning against the harsh, chilling winds. Anyways, thanks for listening, and see you next time.